Hello and welcome into the Recruiting Blitz. I am Greg Smith, Senior Recruiting Analyst here at Inside Nebraska. I am joined once again by digital content extraordinaire and staff writer Jason Coburn. I am back from vacation. Um, I don't know if you can tell, I got a little sun. Like I'm feeling good. I'm nice and relaxed. But Jason, how are you, man? I'm doing good, Greg. I also just got back from vacation. I'm back in Lincoln. And they're destroying a building right by me. So if it's a little loud, I'm, I apologize. <laughs> but yeah, I'm doing good. It's fine. I got construction on my block as well. Um, and so it, it's fine. We're just going to roll with the construction noises. It, it'll be fun background noises. But I'm, I'm glad you're back in the good life. Um, I am happy to be back in the good life as well. Um, and we're ready to get rolling with another episode of Recruiting Blitz. So Jansen, what do you got for me? Yeah, right off the bat, Greg, they've They've got a commitment in the class of 2024, and it seemed like it moved pretty quick. Roger Gradney out of mm -hmm. Texas. Right off the bat, what's your what are your thoughts on the commitment and sort of your early impressions? Yeah, it's always fun when you when there's a commitment when I'm on vacation because then our subscriber subscribers on the Insiders Board say I need to stay on vacation uh, to continue to help Nebraska get commits. Um, Zach was not having that. I tried to float that idea by him, um, but I like the commitment. Um, it did move very quickly. Like it was one of those situations, and it and it is a rare one, but it does happen these days where a guy commits really quickly without having been on campus. I generally say um, that once, and especially for Nebraska, once a kid gets on campus. Nebraska like exponentially increases their chances of landing kids because they do such a good job um, with those on-campus presentations. And it's all it comes up all the time where guys say that it's different on campus than they thought. Uh, but for a guy to commit this quickly without having been on campus um, is a really good sign for a couple of things. One, the, the ability for the staff to build relationships with kids quickly. Well, two, the the ability for those Texas connections to pay off, right? It's, it's, it's not really a huge shock that the first commit for the 2024 class for Nebraska uh, is a Texan, um, considering all of the efforts that they're putting into um, recruiting that state, being down there for coaches clinics, how many people on staff, both on and off the field, have connections to Texas. Um, it, it, that's no surprise. But Gradney as a prospect quickly, um, I like him. I think that he's a kid that it's funny, like people were kind of acting, that was kind of like, gauging the the kind of reaction while I was gone about this. Um, and people were kind of acting like he was like this really hidden diamond in the rough. Uh, but he's a high three-star on Rivals. I think on every other service, he's a four-star, probably going to get bumped up to a four-star on Rivals as well. Um, once he has kind of a healthy season, he's really fast, like most Matt Rule recruits. Um, and he's a versatile guy that can help you in the return game and on defense. Um, I, I predict right now that people are going to, at the beginning here, they've acted like, oh, like, who's this kid Nebraska's taken? By the time we get through his senior season, there'll be other schools that come in and try and poach him, and Nebraska fans will be wondering if they can hold on to him. I'm going to put that prediction out right now. Yeah, he's really interesting because he's kind of your your prototypical Matt Rule recruit. I remember you saying mm -hmm. we could probably make a soundbite all the times we talk about track stars <laughs> right. that they recruit, and then you and Nick Harris did an episode talking about over under on Texas recruits. And so right off the bat, they got a Texas recruit. So he checks both of those boxes. Um, he actually, when he committed, I'll pull up the quote here. I want to ask you about this, Greg. I thought it was interesting. Maybe it's something, maybe it's nothing. But when he was asked why he committed, um, he kind of, he kind of regurgitated a lot of what Matt Rule was saying about what his pitch would be to recruits. And that was something to the effect that they want to develop them as players on and off the field. 
And I thought that was cool just to see that what Matt is telling to the media and he's also telling the recruits, we are then seeing that reflected back on recruits. And just a bigger overall picture of things, it seems like Matt's doing what he's saying he's going to do, whether that be his recruiting pitch or with whatever else, it seems like their uh, their actions are matching their words. So I don't know if that that caught your eye. Let me pull up the quote real quick. He said, I'm committing to Nebraska because I love the energy the coaches give. I love how they want to build a relationship with the players, that they want you for your personality and they want to get to know you and that they want to develop you and improve your skills to be successful. So what are your thoughts on that? I think your first point, I think, is dead on. I think that I think that's something I, I really do. I think it's something that you're having kind of this synergy of the message that they're putting out. And it's it's between I think it's really cool, actually, to have a recruit kind of regurgitate some of those things because that Matt Rule is saying to us in the media, because that means to me that Matt Rule is kind of the same guy to everyone. Right. Is that he's actually genuine. And that's and what do we always say? We keep we've been hearing this now since they kind of took over is that, man, how genuine this staff is and how relatable they are we've seen them kind of out in the community we've seen them at different sporting events for the huskers like all of that stuff that they had talked about and started doing they continued to do um and has been really neat to see so to see a recruit like right away regurgitate that and say it basically word for word is really good and i would take it a step further and say that i don't know it's not just matt rule and the recruits it's also all the assistants right we've now heard from every assistant coach plus the strength coach uh cory campbell and they all are on the same page i joke with our, our our, you know, football guy, Steve Mark about this all the time. I say that it sounds like this staff is in the same meetings and that's it's tongue in cheek, <laughs> but it's legit at the same time. Right. Like it, that's what it sounds like, that these guys are on the same page and they're all pulling in the same direction. Even when you hear um, the quotes from Trev Alberts now, like, and I know some people caught him at kind of the team Jack gal and those sorts of things. Like they all sound like they're speaking the same language, which I think is a great sign uh, for things moving forward. Cause you do want everybody pulling in the same direction, but no, I, I definitely think think that's something i think that's a good call out by you yeah it'll be really interesting to see if the on the field results reflect what they're saying they're going to do too because <laughs> right. i know we we heard him talk about running the football and all that stuff that husker yeah, fans position love switches and, yeah. and all sorts of stuff that they've talked about yeah so it'll be interesting but um more on some of the 2024 recruiting there's a certain in-state player whose recruitment <laughs> has exploded while you and i were on our sort of vacation the last couple of weeks and that's Carter Nelson, of course, he got mm -hmm. a lot of really impressive offers in a short amount of time. And I think people already knew what kind of athlete he was and that he was a big time prospect. But this is just sort of affirmed that. So what are your thoughts on all of the all the new offers he's gotten and the attention he's getting? Man, first of all, it's really cool. Like, I, I think that it, it is really neat to see a kid in Nebraska, um, especially an eight-man player, like, getting this sort of attention and this sort of explosion. And it, it's kind of fun to see kind of how this can kind of snowball, right? As you see, you know, he had had some really good offers prior to this, like, big explosion. Like, obviously, Nebraska had offered him already, and, like, Notre Dame had been heavily involved and, like, many others. But this kind of recent slew of, like, SEC offers and, like, just... <laughs> everywhere else um has been really cool 
I think I saw a thing where like it was like Carter said it was the first time that Nick Saban had watched an eight man player, um, like st- stuff like that. Like it's just really crazy to see, um, and it's it's pretty cool to see that sort of thing for a guy in state, um, get that kind of recognition. And it be- and I to me, and I've said this before about kind of going back now a handful of years or more than a handful of years almost uh, to Cam Jerkins' recruitment. And then the year after that, I believe, or two years after that, with uh, Chris Hickman and and Nick Henrich and those guys, when there were like five guys um, that got offered in state and committed, what ends up happening sometimes in those situations, I think, is a trickle down effect where you end up having a bunch of like you have um, a couple of big time recruits that a lot of colleges come in. And then all of a sudden they realize, oh, there's actually a bunch of talent here in Nebraska. And so you've actually just continued to see year after year. Now, not everybody has been on the level of Carter Nelson, but every year now you have guys with multiple power five offers in the state. And that's not slowing down. You see it uh, with not just Carter, but other guys in this 24 class. So his his explosion I think has been a long time coming but also a testament to kind of some of the big time especially track numbers that he's been able to put up um and I can read some of them off to you because I, I actually wrote them down before we came over here to do this it's like he's running 11.0500 meter dash um he's a seven foot high jumper 13.8 pole vault um he's obviously a stud in basketball as well like his athleticism and, and that's at 6'5 215 and growing right he's going to continue to put on muscle his athleticism um, and then size athleticism combination with that speed, it, it's something like you can tell uh, just this athletic profile, why he's that big time of a prospect. And I think it's going to be fascinating to see where he goes from here. Now, considering all of those recruits that are part of the 2024 class that Nebraska's there after, if if Dylan Riola wasn't a factor in this class, right, and Nebraska needed a new priority number one recruit. Do you think it'd be Carter Nelson? Man, that's it's so hard to say that. Like, well, I was going to say it's it's hard to say a tight end would be that number one guy, but we saw that happen with Fedoni a couple of years ago. Um, so yes, I'm going to say that Carter Nelson would be the number one guy because here's the thing that would happen. Now, now that I say this out loud, I'm picturing this right. You've got an in-state guy that is going to end up being like it's going to be fascinating to see where Carter Nelson's rating is. I was going to say he's going to end up being like in the conversation for five star, um, especially once he continues to put up the once he gets back on the football field and if he decides to. Go to camps this summer. Um, you have that plus him being in state. You would want Matt, Matt Rule would want to kind of make a statement by going after the big in state kid that everybody wants. Like, yeah, I, I've, I have now talked myself into Carter Nelson would be um, that number one guy if we lived in a world where Dylan Rayola did not exist, um, even at a tight end. I think that he would be that guy for Matt Rule, which is going to make this fascinating because it's not. There is a gap like Dylan is the number one guy. And then there's a gap before you get to everyone else. But boy, I think that Husker fans really, really obviously want Nebraska to land Carter Nelson. Um, And and I would also we talked about Matt Rule and him kind of, you know, doing uh, putting into practice what he said he was going to do right before Carter Nelson kind of exploded here recently, remember what Matt Rule did. Remember during that last official visit weekend, they took time during that visit weekend to take a quick jet up to Ainsworth to be able to see Carter Nelson play basketball. There are pictures all over social media. So they already knew that he was going to be a big deal or an even bigger deal. And they've been laying the groundwork there. So kudos to them for that too. And having that foresight. Yeah, and I was gonna I was gonna leave this question out, but I'm gonna throw it in and ask you anyways. We <laughs> talked about this before yeah. recording. 
considering how much of a priority both Carter and Dylan seem to be for the staff, do you think it would sting more for Nebraska and the fans alike to miss out on Carter Nelson or to miss out on Dylan Raiola? Man, it it has to be Dylan because he's the number one player in the country, um, a legacy, his dad's name's in the stadium, his uncle's on staff, all, all of the attention that has gone into that and the effort that has gone into being able to recruit him by Nebraska. So I think that Dylan is, it, it would hurt more but I could, you could justify that given he's the number one player in the country and he's got every option in the world can go wherever he wants to um, versus a, a true in-state guy that you really want to be able to build your team around. So it would hurt badly for Carter Nelson as well. But Dylan, I think, is, is the pick on that one. But boy, both of them. I, I know you guys really want them both. I have to agree with you on that one. So now kind of sticking on the in-state players in the class of 2024 in Nebraska, who do you think is most likely out of all those guys to commit first? Or we're assuming that there's going to be someone that commits to Nebraska from Nebraska. If <laughs> it happens most years more than not. So yeah. uh, who would you predict is the first player in the state that commits? Man, it's funny because any of the they have seven offers right now uh, to in-state players, um, and any of them would be really good gets at this point. Whether you're talking about Davon Hall, the wide receiver from Bell West, or his counterpart Isaiah McMorris, you know Danny Kalen, I'm going to put to the side a little bit at quarterback just because of um, because of Rayola and all of the talk there. Um, Caleb Benning at Omaha West Side, like man Carter Nelson, who we've already talked about, Ashton Murphy at Elkhorn South. Um, Boy, it's tough because I could see a couple of those guys. I'm going to go with another legacy, though, and say that Caleb Benning ends up being the first guy out of that group to end up pulling the trigger for Nebraska. And I do think that they're going to get multiple of those guys um, from the state. I do not think they're going to end up going seven for seven. That, that's going to, first of all, it's going to be impossible if they land Dylan, they're not going to then get Danny Kalen. Uh, but it's also there. The competition for those guys is really tough this year. Uh, but I do think that Matt rule and staff will hold their own. I think that, that Caleb Benning will be the first guy uh, from in state to commit to the team. Yeah, it's going to be tough for them, like you said, to get all seven. I think, is it Caleb yeah. Pryfrom? He's, it seems like his recruitment, he's had a really strong relationship with the Iowa coaches. And then obviously with that, uh, Daniel Kalen, he's kind of on the back burner at the moment. You wanted to add something? Yeah, to and that? I think that the, yeah, I think the Caleb Pryfrom situation is one worth watching too, because I don't think you're right and then I do and he told our Iowa guys here at Rivals that you know the, those guys made a really good impression on him but I do want to throw a caveat in there is that that impression was made while Nebraska was going through all of their turmoil right that was happening last year um as Scott Frost was being fired and as Mickey Joseph um was the interim and no one knew whether he would stay on then we we know that he did not and then Matt Rule came in and those guys kind of had to start over I'll I'll take I'll let Matt Rule and his staff take their chances of <laughs> taking the swing at Caleb I think they'll be Caleb Pye for him. Um, I think that they'll be able to get back in there. But yeah, the Iowa offensive line situation is always a tough one um, to try to bust into because they do well uh, with that position. So we'll see. I, I think they still have a chance there. Yeah, they're mega consistent with O-line. So it's understandable why. Yeah, they're, they're interested. Very now, we saved the best for last, most interesting for <laughs> last. And of course, all the Dylan Riola news that popped up out of the weekend, kind of unexpected. It was unexpected for me. I don't know if it was unexpected for you, if there was some rumblings about what was going on there. 
Greg, what what did just take place over the weekend? That was that was quite a spectacle, and a social media. <laughs> yeah, explosion. it definitely was. Yeah, it did. that's a great way to put it. Um, it, okay, so I, I will peel the curtain back here. So I, I am I'm on vacation, right? I was on my cruise for those of you who don't know because I, I told the board um, down in the South Caribbean, and Thursday of last week, I, I had actually spoken with Dominic Rayola, and we were talking because I was asking him about the Georgia situation, and like I've heard these rumors, like people are blowing up my phone about this about a potential visit to Georgia being canceled, and I flat out asked him, "Is that true?" He said, "No, he didn't know where those." came from um, and that that Georgia visit was still on. And essentially the only two visits that they knew for sure that were happening in March was the Georgia visit and the Nebraska visit, right? And we, that had widely been reported, but I kind of put all that together, put it on a package for our people here at Inside Nebraska, put that on the site. There was no mention whatsoever that, hey, in a couple of days, we're going to be coming to Lincoln for like a boys trip. Um, and we're going to go see Uncle Donnie and go to the basketball game like that. That wasn't <laughs> a thing. So I think that I honestly think what happened, and this was not like, a, oh, you know, all of us got scooped and all of this stuff and we just don't know what we're doing. I think that they were trying to keep that under wraps. To be honest, I don't think that they, while obviously there's going to be a big level of fanfare that comes along with every step of the like of the way with this recruitment and every move Dylan makes, there's a huge thing about it, right? And I totally understand it. It's justified. But I do think that at some level, they want to be able to keep a little bit of that stuff under wraps and they don't want to always fuel that fire, right? Now, once he got here, it was a spectacle, like, as you can expect, like, I don't know what it has to feel like to be a kid going into your senior year of high school and you walk into an arena and there's a student section chanting your name and like they're wanting you to wave and people are giving you fist bumps and taking pictures with you. Um, and then he threw the bones and like kind of egged the crowd on, which is great. Um, and I know that, you know, just kind of talking to people in the know uh, in that recruitment, like he had a good time, like kind of seeing all of that and felt really special as one should um, during all of that. But that's what it was. It was kind of a spectacle. Now, the rules say that he cannot meet with anyone from the coaching staff outside of his uncle who's on the coaching staff because it's his uncle so they couldn't like make a formal pitch but it is a big deal that he came and did that um they they could have done any number of things for their with their weekend uh but they chose to come to nebraska with him and with dayton as well and kind of sit courtside so it's a big deal that it happened kind of as a table setter for his big unofficial visit um next month later next month yeah, it was pretty cool to see Husker Nation sort of roll out the red carpet for him since the coaching staff couldn't do that since obviously he right. didn't have contact with the coaches. And maybe this is a, this is a bad comparison because these recruitments didn't pan out well, but it it's almost reminiscent in the past of when they had big recruits like uh, I think Brendan Radley Hiles bookie at the spring game. Mm-hmm. He sort of became a celebrity or um I think they brought Micah Parsons down to Friday Night Lights, and he was. It was yeah. there was a big crowd there for the Friday Night Lights, but they were kind of helping recruit uh, Micah Parsons. But obviously, this one just seemed to blow those out of the water with the love and attention he got. But yeah, it's it's interesting, and it feels like Nebraska's got a little momentum right now for the time being. But um. We don't have any Q&A today, Greg, so uh, that's all I got for you if you have any closing thoughts. Otherwise, we can wrap this one up. 
Yeah, it, it's good to be back. And again, welcome for you. Welcome back to the good life as well. And even itching to get back to Lincoln. I'm happy to be home. Like vacation's always fun, but I do love what we do here. So I'm glad to be back. Uh, thank you to everybody who's been watching these videos and commenting. Make sure you do that again. Again, like the video up. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you get the videos directly in your feed. Also, catch us over um, at Inside Nebraska, uh, nebraska.rivals.com. We will catch you guys next time.